This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. Not only have I been the owner of Mint Mobile for the last few years, I've also been a customer. I don't know if you knew this, but anyone can get the same premium wireless for $15 a month plan that I've been enjoying. It's not just for celebrities, so do like I did and have one of your assistant's assistants switch you to Mint Mobile today. I'm told it's super easy to do at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Empowered and Unapologetic is part of the Practice of the Practice Podcast Network, a family of podcasts that change the world. To hear other podcasts like the Bomb Mom Podcast, Beta Male Revolution, or Imperfect Thriving, go to practiceofthepractice.com forward slash network. Have you ever thought, how did I manage to lose myself? Being a mom is so hard, especially when we're feeling stressed and disconnected. We exhaust ourselves trying to create this perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your marriage and your kids without the stress perfectionism brings. I am going to teach you how to identify who you are outside of all of the roles you play. Hi, I'm Veronica Cisneros. I'm a wife, mother of three, and a licensed marriage and family therapist. I am on a mission to teach women just like you how to become empowered and unapologetic. Welcome to our girl gang. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Empowered and Unapologetic podcast. I'm your host, Veronica Cisneros. I can't wait to share with you today's episode because it is so good, like next level good. It's something that's super special to me. And if I can if I can be quite frankly honest, I am so blessed to be able to share this. Here's why. 
This is a behind-the-scenes recording of a coaching call for my VIP membership group. This VIP group is a private membership that is focused on setting goals, accountability, transformation, and one-on-one coaching with me. Every Thursday, we jump on a live Zoom call and discuss current issues. I teach easy-to-use, step-by-step strategies to help women change their insecurities, gain confidence, and really, truly connect. These women are on a mission to learn how to put themselves first, gain personal freedom and connection with their husbands without the mom guilt. Well, if you've ever wanted validation or proof that you are normal, here's your chance. You get to hear women share their struggles and listen to their peers, provide them with supportive feedback. You will hear me challenge them and lovingly call them out to help them get outside of their comfort zones. This group is not about judging or criticizing each other. These women have formed a strong, unbreakable sisterhood. Oh, and by the way, we just had our first baby. Congratulations, Leslie. Hey, guys. So I first wanted to start off with welcoming our new member, Jessica. Hey, Jessica. Hi, how are you doing? Happy to be here. (laughs) Hey, so what we usually do is we'll go ahead and start the call off with our wins. And our wins are usually anything that we've done that we're really proud of, any goals that we've we've achieved, anything that we've we've basically accomplished throughout the week. Every week we have homework. And homework is challenging at times. However, it's extremely beneficial because it gets us to this next step. So who wants to start us off with your wins? All right, don't all jump at once. I did. Okay, I'll go. I have a win because I I wrote mine down. So um, I didn't post it yet, but I have a great win. It was about the one person that was bugging me, and I did the who do they remind me of, and where was I in my life, and I did it, and it worked perfectly. This week, I have he's not bugged me once, and he's you know emailed me a couple of times on things, and it's been perfect. I've been able to handle him. I get it. It's a good win. The guy's not, the guy's not pissing me off anymore. <laughs> Yay, that's great. That is amazing. That is mm-hmm. so amazing. He was triggering you in he so was. many ways. And in addition yeah. to that, you were personalizing it, right? Yep, I was. And it was super easy now. And so by, by doing that extra exercise, like, who did he remind me of? Yeah, another jerk I used to work for with, not for, but with. <laughs> And, you know, where was I? I was nowhere in my career the way I was. And it just helped me go, oh, stand up. I got this. Yeah. Nothing bothered me all week so far. I mean, it's only been three days, but he's got two more days with us and nothing bothered me. It was was fun working with you. Bye. Awesome. All right. That's a good one. That felt really good. That was good exercise. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who do you want to pass it to? Um, I will pass it to Alex. She has to have a good one. You have wins every week, Alex. I do. I have um, organization win. Um, I've been trying to make this house into my home. So while I usually say, ah, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Or, you know, my parents are over. I'll do that later. I, while they were here, I, I had all my pictures that I had printed. I put them all in the frames and I made my wall. So now I got all my photo album pictures yeah. on the wall. So I have oh, my family hell wall. Oh, yeah. Awesome. That is awesome. Good win. That's a great win. That can be tough because we get so easily distracted 
And mm. like you said, we'll do it later. We'll do it later, which later never comes. <laughs> I always put something in front of it. It's always like, oh, I got to get this work done. Oh, I got to go do this, that, and the other thing. And this time I just was like, nope, going to do it now. Awesome. Good for you. Who do you want to pass it to? I will pass it to Leslie. Woo woo. Hello. Hey. So my win for the week, uh, ever since last week, uh, when my husband and I like opened up more, um, it's been really good. And our communication has gone from like, yeah, this is really good to like, wow, we're at a whole other level of honesty. So that's why I was able to like call him and cry and be stressed out and then have this like conversation and be like, oh, everything's going to be fine. And totally come out of the other side of it. So communication has just gone up and up and up since last week. So hell yes. yeah. Leslie, what it's is this awesome. like? So I gotta I gotta ask you this real quick. What is this like now knowing you don't have to fix him and run to his aid? I feel like I'm his best friend. I feel like oh, yes. I feel yes. so can yeah, it feels so good. I don't feel like I'm his counselor or his mom, or his coach, or his lawyer. I'm his, I'm his best friend. I'm his, I'm his wife. Nice. It's very cool. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Who do you want to pass it to? Ooh, uh, Karen. <laughs> okay. Mine is not that life shattering or earth shattering, but, um, as you guys encouraged me to move forward with the whole house cleaner thing. And I woke up this morning, I was so tempted to clean everything a little bit, at least before they came, but I didn't, I just let it go. I just looked the other way and ignored it. And it was so nice to sit at my desk this afternoon and hear the vacuum cleaner going and get knowing that all this stuff was getting done. Yeah. And, um, and then realizing later that it took three people working four hours to clean the house. Yeah. And granted, it was their first time here, so they did the deep, thorough cleaning. But that would have taken me at least 12 hours to do my own. Wow. And, and I value like my time so much more <laughs> you know, to invest 12 hours. It's like, yeah, it needs done, but you know, do a little bit here and there. And then by the time you get back to, you know, you tie it, by the time you do the last thing, you know, the first thing needs to be done again. <laughs> so it's never ending. It's a cycle. That's so I, um, I just also turned my head the other way and didn't look at the toothpaste in the sink. And like, that's what they're coming. <laughs> that's what they're coming for. So, for me, that was a huge win. Um, usually I would be so much more self-aware of what they're going to think. And like, oh, they must think I'm a horrible person. There's toothpaste in the sink. That's why they're there. Way to go, Karen. Yeah. Yeah, That's a huge win. That's a lot of money you save for yourself. Yeah. My house looks great. There you go. I love it. And doesn't it feel good? Like, you could just walk into a room and it's like, it smells good. Like, it smells better than if I would have cleaned. It smells good. I don't think you Yeah, me too. Shout out to Yolanda and her two live crew. They are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like because we paid a lot of money for it. Yeah. Um, I've already noticed like today, it's like, well, we're taking our, making sure our shoes come off at the door and every dish is getting rinsed and put in the dishwasher right away. It's not stacking up in the sink. You know, so it's a whole new appreciation when you don't do it yourself. You just kind of discount the work that goes into it. And other mm-hmm. people in the house can do that as well. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, it was good. And you gave people some gainful employment and that's super nice, which they need. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Right now. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Oh, that's amazing, Karen. Good job. 
Thanks. All right. All right. It's Jessica. <laughs> Jessica. So I, I know you just started. However, there's already a big win. Even though this is your first group coaching call, you're here. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you. I was actually going to list that as my win. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good win. Showing up. Yeah. Carving out time and making sure that this happens and making this a priority because um, I'm a single mom with a toddler and getting help is really hard. So this is a big win for me. I can, I can relate. (laughs) I can relate. (laughs) Not as a single mom, but it's a lot to commit. It's fun. Yeah. Well, welcome to the group. Thanks. So, um, wanted to go ahead and jump on Jessica. You have bravely opted to go ahead and start us off with yes (laughs) (laughs) what would you like to discuss today um I guess sort of where I left off with you when we met in Palm Springs so I just started dating again um I came out of a very emotionally and verbally abusive relationship I took a break for a year and a half so there's someone that I am dating seriously now who I'm pretty excited about. And we spent a weekend together in San Diego and it was wonderful. But I'm noticing that in now that I'm like becoming emotionally invested with this person, now all of the things are coming up that you can't anticipate from like reading a book or journaling or doing therapy. Like all these very weird fears and vulnerabilities and things that I didn't have before. Um, and I'm actually realizing that I'm, I'm terrified. I'm terrified to be emotionally um, connected to someone. And, and that's new for me. I've always been a very emotionally secure, open person until my previous relationship. You know, it's interesting because when we start on new relationships, like you, like you had perfectly described, we're so excited, right? We're so excited and there's this heightened level of attraction and you know, there's all these emotions that come up and then, you know, we're, let's admit it, we're yearning for that connection and that just, that just feeling of intimacy and, and love. However, once we do start getting to the relationship and once we do start sharing and becoming vulnerable little by little, that's when our guard comes up. And you mentioned having a past relationship where it didn't quite necessarily go so well. You mentioned even being in an abusive relationship. And so fears might come up for you. Insecurities might come up for you. More importantly, can I trust myself? Can I trust myself not only to protect me, however, know the signs of when to leave? Exactly. So even as I say that, what comes up for you? Um, Yeah, just it's not even the other person. It's that I am disappointed at how how much trust I've lost in myself. My confidence is really shaken. Um, that's where the fear is coming from. It's like, well, I didn't, I didn't notice the signs the first time. Will I notice it now? And more importantly, like, how do I trust that I'm making better decisions? When on the surface, you know, when you first start dating someone, it always seems hunky-dory. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's kind of devastating. Absolutely. Are you struggling with finding the time to put yourself first? Do you yearn for personal freedom without the mom guilt? When was the last time you flirted with your husband? Get this one. 
Are you embarrassed to admit that the kids and the dishes get more attention from you than your own husband? Girl, if you've answered yes to any of these questions, it's time. And you're not alone. I was there too. This is why I've developed Be Empowered, an eight-week online course focused on improving your relationship with yourself and your family. In this course, I teach easy-to-use, step-by-step strategies to help you get the results you so badly desire. And guess what? I am coaching you along the way. Each week, we will meet for a Q&A. In addition, we will discuss the lesson and walk through it together. Are you ready? If you answered hell to the yes, then click the link in my show notes to sign up. This course starts October 7th. So what is one thing you lost besides trust? Because I could kind of hear it in your voice right now. Yeah, a lot of joy, a lot of self-esteem and confidence. And I lost my voice. Ah, yes. Mm. So glad you said that. I am so glad you said that. That happens a lot. And to take it even further, we lose ourselves. We lose ourselves in it because we've done everything to go ahead and create this beautiful, wonderful, perfect life. And then when that doesn't work out, there's so many feelings of failure. There's so many feelings of, okay, wait a minute, maybe I wasn't deserving. Maybe I wasn't even deserving of having a voice, you know, and on so many levels with us trying to go out and create, nurture this type of environment for other people. We forget, we forget the most important thing, me, right? Can anybody in this group relate? And if so, how? I can relate to the fear part of when, you know, you're getting in the relationship and you are very excited about, just like you said, the emotion of the upswing. And then all of a sudden the down, the like, oh shoot, reality just hit. This person isn't as 100% perfect. So I've been that, um, but also in my own, like I got too wrapped up in this person maybe too fast. And so am I supposed to pull back because the PTSD I have from before? So am I going to relive it? And so I, I can totally relate. I had it happen, you know, even just like, you know, with my husband who I was definitely at that point where I'm like, I'm never going to get married because if I don't get married, I won't get hurt. <laughs> but um, I did invest. I did get scared. I did pull back. We had a pullback for a very, you know, good period of time until he kept working on the trust factor with me. He recognized it and he did. So thankfully, I was lucky. I think sometimes the person he was recognized I needed more trust and just gave me and me the time and built up trust with me. Then I got solid ground, felt better, did more and more and more. And it just, well, you know, mushroomed and it became such a great thing. So yeah, I was there. I can totally relate. You just crawl back and go, oof, and this is not me. I'm a stronger person than that. I, um, I'm i not like this. Why is this person having this effect on me when I don't want it to be? Mm-hmm. That's how it happened for me. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Absolutely. I went through the same thing. I was in not a, a good marriage and it took me years to even be okay with the idea of getting married again. And my spouse that I'm with now, uh, when we were first dating, I, the poor guy had to chase me pretty hard because I was like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> like, I don't want to be tied emotionally to anybody. Like, no, I don't want to get hurt again. No, thank you. Bye-bye. And he finally was like, can you just break it down to me and be really honest with me about why I can't get you to say yes to just even going on a date with me? 
And I was very honest with him and told him what had happened, how I felt, you know, I was, it was a very verbally abusive relationship. Uh, you know, a lot of, there was an affair. There's a lot of things that broke my trust and belief in marriage um, completely. And so I was just very honest with him. And I think he knew that like, he saw that this is something he wanted and he realized like, I'm going to have to build trust with her. And so from then on out, he was very honest about everything and wanted to be on the same page with me about everything, wanted me to feel comfortable about everything. So I do feel like if, if you feel like this person is worth having that honest conversation with, I say go for it because I think if he feels as invested as you do or as interested as you are, he's going to want to have, want to be on the same level as you. He's going to want you to have that trust in him. He's going to want that. Um, like my husband did, my husband was like, well, I want you. So I'm going to do what I need to do to get you to trust me. And so we can be on that level. So absolutely. Like I totally, it, it took me a while. It took me, um, you know, no lie. It took me a while. He poor guy really had to work a little hard, probably too hard, but he did it. And um, I have a really good marriage and I really trust him. I think that's the key too, is he let me have the, he let me take the time to trust him yep. on my, on my own, you know? I'm going to challenge that a little bit, Leslie. He let you or you let you? Oh, oh I let me. You're, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. I, I think, but we, I, I think what, I, what I'm trying to say is he gave me that space. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of times partners want to force that space and they want to force the relationship to feel like it's already there. And he definitely didn't do that. I guess that's what I was trying to say with that yeah. is that he allowed, he was like, he like recognized that I needed that space. Yeah. And another thing that plays into that or ties into that is you being able to realize I need this space and creating it. And so what you were essentially doing the same with you, um, Louise is you were both setting a boundary. And you Mm -hmm. both respected that boundary. So because you both respected that boundary, this is what allows them to either respond with patience Mm -hmm. or react, right? React with some form of anger or some form of resentment in trying to blame you. True. So once you set that boundary, it's up to them on where they go. You're going to respect it regardless. Hence Mm -hmm. the whole reason why there's this level of investment because now you're attracting something completely different. Right. True. So with this, Jessica, what is essentially the goal? What's your goal with regards to this relationship? I think to love the way that I used to love, to feel safe in my relationship and respected and cared for because I feel like when that's the foundation, you can grow as a couple individually and together. And whether or not it's forever, it's still a positive experience. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting listening to, was it Leslie? Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like this man has already made a tremendous effort and done a lot of things to make me feel emotionally safe. And I do feel like I can trust him. And honor that it's really mostly me that I'm wanting to trust again. And so I guess that's my goal. I hear you when you say that. I remember with my husband, the beginning years were really difficult because I had witnessed my mother and father and the dynamics of their relationship. 
it was constant arguing. My dad, whenever he would get upset, he would just leave. And then my mom would take on the other role of trying to make things better. And I decided at a, at a young age, well, I have to, I, I thought I had to pick a role. You're either mom or your dad. And those are really your only options. And because that's all that was modeled for me. And so I decided to pick my dad minus the infidelity. Um, and so anytime there was an argument, I would constantly leave. What I realized, you know, with doing my own work is, okay, wait a minute, you were just running away from love. Similar to what you just, you just shared, you know, being able to go ahead and be in this place where you can experience joy again and feeling as if you might not be deserving of it. Or if that's just, if that's just a fantasy and it's not necessarily reality. That's exactly it. And so we get so caught up in that, that there's no possible way that we will ever experience that, that that's just a fairy tale. That's just a lie. And so we do everything we can to protect ourselves. However, as we're attempting to protect ourselves, we also push people away. It's not on purpose. It, by no means is it on purpose. We tend to go out and push people away. And we do this not only with relationships with our partners, we also do this with our friends. We also do this with our family. Mm-hmm. And what we're essentially communicating is, I can't let you in because I'm not prepared to feel or experience pain. I'm not prepared. I, I don't even know how to cope. So for right now, I'm going to put your ass back on the shelf. And if you're there, when I call you awesome, and if you're not, it was fun, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Where's everybody at with this? What's coming up for you guys? It's always that fear, that fear of it happening again. Yeah. Same problem too. And it's, it's I guess it's scary to, yeah. you're confident, but at the same time, you don't know what the other person is going to think of you. And yeah, definitely it's scary. Absolutely. Karen? Especially when it's someone you care about and you like, you don't want to put that boundary for fear that they won't react the right way. Mm. So you freeze a little. But once you do, you know that's the, if, if it's going to happen to the right person, it's going to be them. And that boundary, like you said, it's the healthy boundary. And if they react nice, well, then great. That turned out to be the right person but it could be not. And that is very scary not to know. Yep. Cause you like them so much. Dang it. Damn it. Why God make them so cute. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was going to say, um, after I was divorced many years ago, I had a, a tagline, no disappointment or yeah, no expectations, no disappointments. Mm-hmm. And that was like my mantra. So if I was dating somebody or, um, you know, I met someone for the first time, I expected nothing and I was never disappointed. And that was my defense mode. And then finally I met somebody where I still had that, like, Hey, no, no expectations, no disappointment, but, um, kept showing up (laughs) and I did start to expect things. And then the more, you know, it it took some time, but it was just, you know, one situation after the other where he would show up. Like I wow, I you really showed up. I wasn't expecting that. And then I was happy about that. So it it's it happened, but it took a long time, you know, to chip away at that. And then all of a sudden I started feeling again. I was so shut down where I'm just not gonna feel anything. I am just a block of ice. No one's getting in, nothing's coming out, (laughs) and just going through the motions in life. And then as that chipped away, it was just so 
liberating to finally just like be on the other side of that. Like, oh, this was worth waiting for. So it wasn't with everyone and anyone. It just happened to be the right person. And I, like everyone else said, he just, he hung around and put in the work or did the work, put in the time. So let me also ask you something. Where does compromise come in? And I want you to think about this because oftentimes when we get excited about the relationship, we tend to go out and compromise ourselves for something similar that Louise just commented on. And he's so damn cute. You know, we don't want to lose the relationship and damn, he looks hot in those jeans or dang, he really took off his shirt. Wow, whatever, right? All of that happens. I mean, let's just be honest, that, that happens with all of us, you know? And he said the right thing or damn, the way he kisses. And it's all of those things. And it's okay, fine, whatever you want. Here, I'll take it, take it, take it. You know? <laughs> And yeah. right, I mean, let's just be honest, it happens. Oh, man. Maybe it happened to me. I don't remember, allegedly. <laughs> These things happen. And so when they happen, it strikes us. And then we go back into the protective mode. And then we go back into the submissive mode. But it's, it's, we're playing ping pong with these extremes because we don't trust the middle. And so it sounds like ultimately what we're looking for is for what you just you just requested, Jessica, you asked for joy. And so instead of becoming dependent on somebody else to get that joy, how do you find it first? Because even if somebody, let's say we fall in love, right? And we think this guy is everything that they said they were. And then, it, you know, somewhere down the line, we find out that he's not. We're under the impression that that will ruin us, that that will take us down, that that will kill us. When in reality, you still have power. You still have so much power over your life. And yes, don't get me wrong. We're going to have to mourn that loss because it is a loss. It's a substantial loss. However, you don't ever lose you. You have the ability to come back from it. You have the ability to learn and grow and even gain some form of acceptance. However, the key is, the key to any of this is how finding it within, finding that joy within. So what do I need to work on right now? And this is where goals come in. What do I need to work on right now to go ahead and get me to that happy place without being dependent or expecting it from anybody else? So what would that be for you, Jessica? I gotta think about that one. <laughs> okay. All right. So ladies, we're gonna help her. And I'm not saying so you could cheat, Jessica, because I want you to find out what you're doing. <laughs> no, I, I, I know. <laughs> but just to kind of give you an idea of like, what would that mean? So what would that look like for you guys? So I'm going to give it to the group. So find it. What would you need to do? What is just one thing you would need to do to find your joy? Some of you guys are farther along than others. So I want you to identify one thing you would need to do for yourself so that you are happy and you have that inner peace. I went back to my roots. I went on vacation and I saw these kids that were just dancing in the middle of the dance floor and they had no care whatsoever. And I was like, I'm going to bring myself back to that. There's going to be no embarrassment. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And nothing that anybody says is going to stop me from doing it. And I'm going to start living my vacation life. And the very next day they had mariachis out there and I said, you know, I'm going to get out there and dance on the pool. They had, a, you know, like the acrylic dance floor. 
So me and my husband went up there. And oh, we where are we going? What pool are we on? Uh, <laughs> what pool are we on? <laughs> it, it was in um, Fort Nuevo Vallarta when I went. Gotcha. I, I posted the da- I posted the dance video on the group. Uh, yep. Me dancing yeah. out there. Did and then I came fun. home. Yeah, I came home. I, I, you know, I live in a beach city. And I said, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to go have fun in my city. And the next day I went kayaking, which I hate the ocean. <laughs> but I did it. I just said, wow. screw it. You know, I'm not going to keep myself limited by my own. Oh my God, the sand. Oh my God, this. I always talk myself out of stuff. Mm-hmm. And because I'm afraid, you know, so I'm like, no, nope, I'm not going to let myself sabotage myself. And, you know, there's always a fear that something's going to happen. I'm just going to go and do it. And that's it. That that was for me. Bingo. So you said yes. I, said I yes. did. There you go. Okay. Who else would like to share? So I did. I found that uh, similar to Alex that the getting back to the roots, but what made me happy and do it? unapologetically. I do want to spend this time and loaf on the couch and watch some show. For this moment, it was great. The pampering on, you know, Thursdays, the feeling like that's where, where, what are the things that did bring me joy and shed the like, who cares what anyone thinks about that and do those things that bring you joy. The stuff that is the, like, I love to do art. I love to do, you know, dancing. I love the beach. I would add those things to my day, make time for me, during the week to do those things for me and not feel guilty at all. Didn't matter what mm-hmm. else was not happening, what should have been, who else wasn't getting cared for at the moment. I pampered me and it felt great. And that helped me, I think, to kind of get that stable, like I'm worth it. This is very, very worth it. And not care what anybody said. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Awesome. That's some joy. Oh yeah, that's joy. Anybody else? And then we're going to go back to Jessica. Karen, I'm feeling it. It's happening. You're like, it's right here. She's I, I see like, her bubbling I up. I know, right? You see her getting all giddy. Oh, I was just going with that because it's was, was going to go back to Jessica. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, always, I feel like I always use the same analogy or same answer for a lot of questions. But for me, it was running a marathon right after or right like towards the end of my first marriage. And I went into it thinking, because it was a goal I always had, didn't know if I could do it. But when I did do it and I completed it, it was like right at that moment, that's when I knew like, I'm going to be okay. I can do anything. If I just did this, I can do anything. So, um, you know, it's not always a physical challenge for people, but I think it's just that one thing that you always keeps nagging you, but you couldn't do it because of, you know, 10 excuses behind it. Yeah. If you can find out what that thing is and the one that scares you the most is probably the one you really need to do. I can relate. (laughs) I can. That's exactly how you feel. It's awesome. It's one foot in front of the other, one small foot, taking a chance over and over and over. We get to be here with you and guide you and support you and high five you, all of that. So Jessica, what are you coming up with? Um, That was actually really helpful. And it was interesting listening to everyone because as you're talking, I'm thinking, oh, well, I can, I can actually identify a plethora of things that bring me joy Mm -hmm. very easily, you know, like dancing for me is what puts me in my like transcendent space. Um, especially dancing alone or laying on the beach 
reading a book, taking a walk, like a hike. But I think for me, it's not identifying necessarily the things that bring me joy. It's something Louise articulated. It's that doing those things and dropping the guilt. Thank God. That's the trick for me. Um, practice. <laughs> being able to be present in those things and not feeling like I should be doing this or I'm not spending time with my son or, you know, grandma's taking care of him and that's a burden on her. Like once I'm able to get that space for myself and, and have that space in a way where I'm not experiencing guilt or worried about other people, then yeah, I can step into joy. And I feel like for me also, that's just sort of something that I'm sure you all go through as moms, like that's part of the transition, right? Is realizing you don't have the same type of freedom and what that means for you. Sometimes I experience joy just when I get like an hour to sit down and respond to my emails and feel productive. That brings me joy. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, my mom totally had to force me to go do, go do a weekend away. And that was the first time I had been away from my baby. He was like two and a half or something. And I went to go see Pitbull in Palm Springs. And I was like, no, mom, I'm just going to go on that day. And she was like, nope, I already booked the timeshare for you. Three days. See ya. I'm like, no. You know, I didn't want to. I just was like, no, what if, you know, what if my whole house burns down and my kids all die? You know, and it's like, (laughs) Jesus Christ, that's not going to happen. You know, and I enjoyed myself. Yeah, Yeah, I enjoyed myself. Mm -hmm. Mm Do you do? It's the distorted thoughts part, right? Yes. That we've learned not to go there. Don't go in those distorted thoughts. It seems silly. If you were talking to your best friend and telling them, you know, giving them examples of what you would do, would you tell that to your same self? Give yourself the same freedom you would tell your best friend to do too. Bingo. Which leads us to our homework. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So What's the homework. Here we go. Leslie's like, yeah, what homework? Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> My pen. The homework is the best part. Okay. It's the best it part. is. It really it is. I'm just giving you a hard time. I agree. I agree. Working me last week. <laughs> I can't complain. Pain though. I'm gonna be honest. It's a pain, and none of us want to do it because it sucks. Because it hurts. It makes us feel all of these things that we don't want to feel. So, well, here's the homework. So identifying what really brings us joy, you know, you guys have mentioned dancing, girl, I absolutely love to dance. You know, Karen, you mentioned running that marathon and knowing that you are capable of actually doing it and accomplishing it. You know, Louise with going out and going on adventures, going on hikes, you know, Leslie with taking chances and opening up and embracing a moment. Same thing with Alex and Clara, you know, you've mentioned feeling so restricted with being a mom and not being able to step outside of it. Okay. So we're all aware that emotion is attached to this, right? And it's usually surrounding guilt. Okay. So how can we find joy and experience guilt and still move forward? Still take that step forward. So I want you guys to draw out, like literally write down, what would that process look like? And I want you to think of something you haven't done. Okay, marathon, check, done, did it. You know, hike, check, done, Pipple concert, done, checked mm-hmm. it. You know, mm-hmm. dancing by myself, okay, checked it. What is something new? Because we tend to go, we, we're, t- we're drawn to the familiar. I want something new. And the reason why I want something new 
is because this is part of self-discovery. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I would love, you know, like Alex was like, I hate the beach and her ass is over there kayaking, you know, she enjoyed herself, <laughs> you know, and, you know, Karen with her marathon, you know, I didn't know I would love this experience. I didn't even know I was capable. And you wouldn't have known that had you not given yourself permission to actually do it. Had you not given yourself permission to try something new and you did. So Jessica, this is your homework. And thank you to you. The entire group has it too, is being able to go out and identify what will bring me joy. And it has to be something new. So yes, I'm asking you to be creative. And then what are the steps to go out and get to that place? And just a little bonus because we're recording and why not? And I want to show off a little bit. I want you to give yourself a timeline. Hmm. Like within this year, yes, I know this year is gone. Oh, <laughs> it's gone shit in so many ways. You mean the year that's on fire right now? This the year, year that's on fire. <laughs> yes. Because if there's gonna be any change, if you're gonna if you're gonna be able to endure change, what better time than now? <laughs> what better time so whatever so whatever we do, we have to wear a mask. <laughs> yes, whatever you talk about. Yes, please don't get COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Okay. But I want you guys to try something new within reason. Don't get sick. I don't want you coming back here going, okay, Veronica, I got pneumonia. I got this. Uh-uh. No. We... <laughs> no. Got it. Got, got it? it? Boom. Yeah. You did amazing, yeah. Jessica. This was your first coaching call. Boom. Yeah. You did it. Very cool. Thank you. Way to go, Jessica. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fun. All right. I'm going to end us here because there's more good stuff and we're not going to share it because this is private. And if you want in, well, you got to figure your life out. So here we go. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now and rate and review. Thank you guys. Many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife. We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic. I know you're ready for the next steps. If you want to become empowered and unapologetic, get my free course, Unapologetically Me, over at empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash course. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. This is given with the understanding that neither the host, practice of the practice, or the guests are providing legal, mental health, or other professional information. If you need a professional, you should find one. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire-Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. 
I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. 
If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.